Welcome to Season 6, Episode 1 of Digital Learning Radio. We are looking forward to our new series, which will explore topics of equity in education. If you can't step in and talk about easy things with people you don't know very well, you certainly won't be able to talk to them about hard things. It's very easy to be an ally where we like tweets and we comment, I agree, but then we're not actually advocating for anything. There's no action. I'm Katherine Laster, and I'm with my colleagues, and we're ready for today's discussion. Hi, it's Nancy Watson. Hi, Misty Trevino. So when we started out thinking about this um, series for our sixth season, I thought that maybe digital equity would be a good uh, topic for us since we're sort of the digital people. Um, But when we started talking about equity, it really exploded and expanded. So we're calling the series Care Enough to Step In, and Step In is a title that was inspired by an activity facilitated by our friend Nicole Taylor at the ISTE conference. Nicole is actually our first guest in our series next week, so you'll hear all about that in our next episode. For this series, we have really spent a lot of time in conversation, and it's caused us to realize that we're on a journey, and we don't have the answers, and maybe we didn't know as much as we even thought we did. We certainly won't have all of the answers even after this series is over. But what we do know is that we have been doing a lot of self-work by reading and watching and listening and discussing. And we've even often said that we wish we were recording our impromptu conversations because we've wrestled with a lot of these issues over the past few months and had some really great conversations that have not been recorded. So we are going to share some ideas and resources for educators. Um, We're going to share some things that educators can do in their classrooms and on their teams. And we have a lot of resources for you to help diversify your feeds. We were even having trouble recording today and finally I think Nancy just said okay just hit record Catherine start recording. So we commit to being vulnerable and clumsy and asking hard questions or asking awkward questions and having these um, hard discussions but when we're talking about caring enough to step in here's what we mean. We want to care enough to spend time in self-work and we've been doing this for months. We also want to care enough to get to know your students for who they are or your teammates for who they are or uh, participants in your professional development sessions, who they are. Also care enough to consider that your efforts towards equity matter. So let's get started with our conversations. So one of the things that we've been talking about that's an easy step for people to maybe start thinking about the equity uh, issue equity conversation and issues in equity is just to follow people on Twitter who are different from you. So one of the first people that I did this with was a young lady named Marley Diaz, who was, I think she was still in elementary school when I first started following her. And she started the Thousand Black Girl Books Project when she got tired of books that I think it was that she said uh, all featured uh, white boys with dogs. <laughs> and as a former librarian, I just loved that she was being such an activist. And I realized that I had probably been a little bit remiss at times in ordering books and in thinking about uh, books that were on my library shelves and in on the shelves of classroom libraries. There was a lot of work to be done there. But 
one of the things that I've been very conscious of in the past few years is intentionally following people on Twitter who are different from me. So uh, people of color, LGBT educators, people of different religions, and as well as educators from those categories, especially who are just getting started and don't already have a gazillion followers. So I'm always trying to seek different perspectives um, from people who are on social media. A couple of people that I follow are Ari Fluelling and Abby Almarito, and I saw them present at ISTE. And shout out to Ari and Abby, who are Google certified innovators in the LAX 18 cohort. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we've kind of been following them, and I've had a girl crush on Ari for a long time (laughs) now, but um, they had a great opening activity at ISTE at their session where they asked you to just pull out a picture from your phone's camera roll that makes you happy and share it with the person next to you. And I was a little uncomfortable doing that because I was by myself and I was sitting next to a stranger, but their point in doing that activity, they said later, was that if you can't step in and talk about easy things with people you don't know very well, you certainly won't be able to talk to them about hard things. So it's important to get to know people, not just superficially through social media, but to also work to really develop relationships so that you can step in and talk about those more difficult issues. I love that mm-hmm. so much. What an amazing point and a why for that activity. Yeah, no, they, they really wrapped it up very nicely. And it made me realize that um, it, it is hard to have conversations ab- on this topic. And it's harder when people don't know me, when, you know, they don't know, like, is my intent? What, you know, what are you thinking, old white lady? <laughs> you know, so um, it, I want people to know that I am genuine and that I really care about this work. But I think that it's hard for people to maybe take me seriously sometimes if they don't know me personally. And I imagine that many people feel that way about themselves as well. Yeah, agreed. And Nancy, knowing you, you are one of the most thoughtful people I have ever met. And so I feel like I've learned so much from you. Um, You know, even though you call yourself an old white lady, this is it's your thoughts, your beliefs, the messages you convey are so important. And I feel like I've, I've grown a lot just in working with you. Nice. Thanks. Back at you, Misty. (laughs) Um, And talking about Twitter and kind of realizations and being a little transparent, I feel like um, the journey here in this podcast started with Twitter. And there was a situation on Twitter where an educator was called out and we had conversations um, just with within our team about, you know, calling someone out. And is it okay to call out? And in the end, we realized that if this edu- if, if this educator had never been called out, we would have never learned from the situation. And so one of the things I learned and just being very naive and, you know, I've always said, I'm a, you know, I love everybody and everybody's, a, you know, if, if love and if love was in the air, it would just solve all the problems. And it's really deeper than that. And um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of embarrassed at my at how naive I was, um, but this situation opened my eyes and that um, I was looking at my Twitter feed and who I followed and I noticed that I only followed white educators and it was not on purpose, but something as simple as that, just realizing like, oh my gosh, I, you know, I, and I wanted to, I want to hear from other people. I want to um, diversify my feed. Um, so that that was very eye-opening for me, and I've started following different people on Twitter, and I feel like I have learned so much in such a short period of time, but also knowing this is a lifelong journey that that I've taken part in. 
Well, and I think that is something that we will continue in this series is that the other educators that we are inviting into our um, recordings, they'll have new people to follow or new podcasts to listen to. So I I think that we will keep adding to um, be able to diversify everything that we intake. So, well, and then connected to that, when um, Ashley and I started looking at our presentations, we realized that the quotes that we have in all of our PD sessions were only from white educators. And how are we finding other voices? How can we amplify other voices? How can we share works from other educators? They don't have to just be white men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's that is something that is has to be done intentionally because if you don't think about it, you're going to probably default to, oh, these are the same people that I always hear from, and they have great quotes, but other people have great quotes, too. And it's just a question of thinking enough about it to go and looking for um, maybe a voice that has not been, like you said, Catherine, amplified in the past. Mm-hmm. Tying into this, the, kind of my journey started um, – Nicole actually gave her presentation at our tech conference um, and at the ISTE conference, the Step In activity. And in the activity, she asks some questions and you respond. And one of the questions was, have you responded to someone you know online who has used biased or hateful language or images? Have you responded to a stranger online who has used biased language or hateful language or images? And so after that session, and I was not able to step in, I have not responded to someone I know. I have not responded to a stranger. And I really felt like, oh, I'm not doing enough. Mm-hmm. And what can I do to know how to respond respectfully, when to respond, when is it my place, when is it not my place? And so that was really the impetus for me really thinking about oh goodness what else do I need to be doing so and I think that that's so tricky because we do have a responsibility in some ways to to kind of get in to those um, ugly conversations and present a different viewpoint but it's also been my experience that nobody's mind is changed by a tweet for the most part you know you you agree with the tweets that you agree with Mm -hmm. and so if you're trying to have a conversation where you're going to call somebody out for um, a behavior or a statement it's probably not going to go very well because you can't determine a tone of voice and you don't have that relationship with the person and I just wanted to say I, I was in the grocery store on Sunday and there was an African-American woman in a wheelchair who was a double amputee and she was pushing her basket and trying to, you know, maneuver her wheelchair and push a basket. And it made my heart so happy because there were so many people who were willing to step in and help her. And I think we forget sometimes that that is who people are for the most part. And it is when they're on social media that their better natures are not revealed. So I always like to see things that are happening in real life because it gives me a little bit more hope for humanity than what I sometimes um, am left with after a a Twitter session. Twitter's great. I've learned a lot from Twitter. um, But like I said, it just doesn't always lend itself to um, the best and most productive kinds of conversations or the most affirming kinds of conversations. 
And I like what you just said. It, it doesn't lead to the most productive. It's very easy to um, be an ally where we like tweets and we comment. I agree. Um, but then we're not actually advocating for anything. There's no action behind that. And uh, recently, Trisha Ibarvia on Twitter posted about her ninth grade son's curriculum and the books he was reading. And... I am in a similar situation and I had to really think about what I'm going to do to make a change. Um, and so am I just going to like her tweet and comment or am I really gonna think about how I'm gonna make a change in curriculum for for children or students in the future? And in doing that and thinking about this, I thought about how much work it really is for me to make a change and what I have to be knowledgeable about and what I have to do and the people I have to talk to, but I am committed to doing all of that and that's the difference between just liking a tweet and then actually taking action and that goes back to the daring to lead book that we've been reading because mm -hmm. you really have to uh, you know pull off your armor in some ways to have those conversations because it is not easy to have especially when you're talking about you know a, a sort of a culture at an institution or like an entire curriculum that might need to be examined and teachers might not feel comfortable teaching it, but they have to because mm -hmm. that's what's in the curriculum or maybe they really like it because they've taught it for 20 years. You just, you know, it's a really tough thing to go into sometimes, I think, mm -hmm. but, but certainly well worth doing. Yeah. And for me, it's, you know, uh, I'm, I was reading a book that um, students were reading and my gut literally I mean my stomach hurt when just reading a part in the text and I thought oh my goodness I can't if if the text made me feel this way I can't imagine how it would make a student feel and so really it's that emotion that has led me to I am going to take a stand respectfully um, but I am going to do all of the work to hopefully make a change and I think that's what all of us are trying to do is just to see whatever in our lives that we might be able to do to take a step to make some kind of a difference, to step in and care enough to to take some kind of action. Mm -hmm. and, and I think even a small action is better than, than no action, but just doing the next right thing is always a good policy. Well, and I was so happy in the... October issue of Learning Forward last year, they had a, a journal article and a framework for, it was professional learning for equity, but we're looking at this together as how are we doing the work. And so it has three distinctions, so beliefs, actions, and then systems. So what are your beliefs? What actions can you take? And then how can you change systems? So that's kind of what mm -hmm. you're going through, Misty. And then what, under each of these, what can you do on your own? What can you do in your teams? And what can you do in your whole school or organization? And so we've really been thinking about this as we're doing this self-work. And that's exactly the first step with your beliefs. Examine your personal beliefs and biases. Develop the skills to explore and question them. So we've all been following new people and reading and listening and discussing. And so we are working we're doing all of this work on our own beliefs. Mm -hmm. And then the actions, one of the things that, again, leads to this Dare to Lead book study that we're doing, it says build skills for productive, difficult conversations and communicate with truth and tact. And so I think this, um, the Dare to Lead book is just perfect for, okay, we're going to be brave, we're going to remove the honor, uh, armor, and we're going to have 
these skills to have the conversations. And I I love that, Catherine, because I feel like I've been in situations and like many of us have where things have been said and I don't know how to respond. And so I'm quiet. And so I like learning skills to deal with situations, to respond in a way that's going to be productive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's easy and frustrating. And I get frustrated with myself It's because it's easy to be quiet Mm -hmm. and it's not, it, it doesn't come naturally to me always mm-hmm. to, um, to say something right away. Sometimes I'm, I'm shocked. And so I just, you know, like I'm, I don't even know what I should say. And then I think back later, well, I should have said blah, blah, blah. Um, but in the moment, it's really hard to do that. So it sounds like you're really taking some steps to um, plan out what, what might be some, some good things that, that um, some good ways that you can go into that situation yeah and and specifically talking about the curriculum and text that students are reading um i feel like in order to be productive i need to know the state standards i need to um i need to have an argument as to why this type of text is not empowering our students in this in this era in this day of age and i need to have a list of alternative texts and you think about you know how much work goes into that and this is why some people just become allies it's so much easier to press a like button than to actually do this work and by this work i mean you know writing a letter to the board um i just you think of how much work goes into it and i just wish this this goes back to the systems Mm -hmm. um you know people that are higher up i wish they were making these changes Mm -hmm. and it's hard to know where to start too because talking to the teacher is the logical first step, but he or she may not really have any impact on what is in that curriculum. Right. So, mm-hmm. so following people on Twitter that are different and trying to diversify your feed and make sure that your classroom libraries and your um, school libraries have diverse books are two very small steps that we can take. Obviously, that is just the beginning of starting to do the self-work that is involved. But one of my favorite um, TED Talks is called On Being Wrong by Katherine Schultz. And she talks a lot about what being wrong feels like. And my favorite part about it was that she said, being wrong feels exactly like being right. It's when you realize you're wrong that you get that icky feeling. So I have tried to say about my beliefs, this is what I believe, but maybe I'm wrong. And I try to be open to learning new things. So that is kind of the challenge that I would like to leave you with. If you're um, unsure about this equity thing or if you're um, wondering how you can step in, just consider your beliefs and think about how you might think that you're right and possibly be wrong at the same time. Maybe you are right. I don't know. <laughs> but um, just kind of kind of put that at the back of your mind as you're listening to our season. And we are also we've been inspired uh, by one of Maya Angelou's quotes, do the best you can until you know better. And then when you know better, you do better. So we're just encouraging people to try to know better and do better in this series. If you have any feedback or suggestions, we would love to hear from you. We hope that you will continue these conversations with a colleague, share this episode with a friend, and reflect on your own beliefs. 
Continue to diversify your feed, explore the works shared, and check out the show notes for additional resources we referred to today. If you'd like to continue the conversations or if you have additional questions or feedback, you can find us on Twitter at DigLearnRadio. Radio.